from the Ticats Audio Network. This is ongoing coverage of the 2023 Grey Cup Festival leading up to the 110th Grey Cup in Hamilton. Welcome to our final episode of coverage for the 2023 Grey Cup Festival on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Braden Neville. On today's show, we recap an incredible Grey Cup game at Tim Hortons Field and hear from members of the 2023 Grey Cup champion Montreal Alouettes, QB Cody Fajardo, receiver Tyson Philpott, and head coach Jason Moss as they celebrate the victory. And Montreal Alouettes content creator and reporter Joey Alfieri joins the show to discuss the team's win. What a game at Tim Hortons Field in front of 28,808 loud fans. The place was absolutely electric. The fans were loud. The environment was next level. And speaking to people from all around the country throughout the week about the Grey Cup Festival and what the city of Hamilton, the Ticats organization, and the CFL were able to accomplish, people were absolutely over the moon about the experience. I talked to several people who had been to multiple Grey Cup festivals, and they said that this was the best they had ever been to and I hope those of you listening got the chance to enjoy some of the festivities around the city. It was a remarkable way to cap the 2023 season. The Grey Cup game was another one for the ages going down to the wire and Green Day. All I can say is what a performance. They sound the exact same as their albums in person. I was fanboying watching a band I grew up loving and the fans at Tim Hortons Field Sunday night were treated to a performance for the ages. But the game, I mean... Come on, a touchdown in the dying seconds for Tyson Felpot off a dart from Cody Fajardo. All I can say is wow, and deservedly so, Cody Fajardo was named the 110th Grey Cup's most outstanding player. Following the game, Cody Fajardo spoke about those final moments. Yeah, honestly, um, I, I remember I got hit, and I didn't really get to see it cleanly. Uh, I just remember throwing it, and then when I heard the touchdown and the, the crowd roar, I remember looking back at the clock to see how much time was left because that's a very good Winnipeg team. And I remember there was like 11 or 13 seconds left. And even then, I didn't want to celebrate too much because a lot can happen in 13, 11 seconds. So uh, I'm just so proud of this team, so proud of the guys. And the biggest thing tonight was everybody all year wanted to talk about our offensive line. They played incredible tonight. They stopped two of the best pass rushers in the league. Uh, everyone wanted to talk about how bad our receivers were going into this year. And uh, after tonight, you're going to remember those guys because they truly played out of their minds, uh, and I wouldn't want to be a t- uh, quarterback for any other team. Well, that's when I took the field. I, you know, I thought about those two times, and I said the third time's got to be the charm. You know, thinking back to the 2019 West Final, hitting the crossbar, 2021, uh, just a, they made a great play, breaking up the pass. And I just kept telling myself, third time's a charm, third time's a charm. Then all of a sudden, we were second and 18, uh, and it was looking very bleak. And uh, fortunately, I had enough time to kind of scramble around. And I remember Moss telling me in the headset, just do whatever you have to do. It's three down territory just to get us into manageable. And then the third and five, Coach Moss called an incredible play call, something that we've been holding on to all night. We knew their corner was going to be a little jumpy, and uh, Cole goes up and makes a huge catch. And at that moment, I think guys started to believe. Uh, And then the next play, Phil Potts scores a touchdown, and it's uh, just one of those things that felt like a move. Well, you guys wanted a good football game, and I don't know if it gets any better than that, to tell you the truth. Uh, Nobody really expected us to be in the game, and nobody expected us to win the game, uh, except for the 1% in that locker room. And so that's what bonded us this entire year. So I got to thank the media for that, for placing us ninth to start the year, because that bonded this team very, very close together. 
<laughs> it's emotional. It's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster. But like I told you guys leading up to this week, I think the, one of the biggest things I did this year that I'm very thankful for is going out and playing for the people that believed in me as opposed to the naysayers and the haters. So it's not like I'm up here uh, bragging about it or telling you, you know, I, I did it. It's thank you to all the people that believed in me, all the people that would text me after losses, who text me when I got benched last year, who text me in the offseason and said, I hope that you go to a, a team that wants you. And that's why you play the game. You play the game for your teammates, your coaches, your family, and the people that believe in you. And you figure out how close that circle is when you lose football games. Because those are the people who text you when you lose are usually the ones that are going to fight for you no matter what. That was Cody Fajardo. What an incredible game for him, finishing with 290 yards passing and three touchdown passes. And, of course, the game-winning touchdown to Tyson Philpott, who I spoke to Saturday during media at Tim Hortons Field. And you can go back and listen to that. But he mentioned to me that he wanted to add another generation of Great Cup champions to the family. His father, Corey, won with the Lions back in 1994. And he also joked that he wanted to be one up on his twin brother, Jalen, who plays with the Calgary Stampeders. And he did just that in the the most dramatic fashion possible with a last second touchdown and was named the most outstanding Canadian on top of all that. And he spoke to media about getting to this point as a Canadian kid growing up watching the CFL. Yeah, man, uh, as a young kid, uh, I dreamed about getting onto the stage and started when I was about six years old, uh, playing football in the backyard with my twin brother, you know, grew up watching my dad's highlights, grew up watching him in 1994 win a great cup. So just to be here on this stage and to have the impact I did is, is a surreal and it's a dream for me to come true. And just to, just to have that impact is, is huge. Man, it was huge. Yeah, like I had tears after that meeting and, and I had goosebumps because I just, all the belief was in that locker room all year. You know, we heard all the naysayers and everybody tell us that we weren't going to get to the cup and we were ninth ranked at the start of the season. And we didn't need any other belief except what was in this locker room. And that's pretty much what Cody said. Everyone in this locker room is all we need, and, and I can't say exactly what he said, but uh, we knew we were going to come out and we are going to ball out, and that's exactly what we did. That was Tyson Philpott, Montreal Alouettes coach Jason Moss was hired back in December of 2022 and he has now won a championship in his first season as head coach. He spoke following the game about the emotions he was feeling following the team's Grey Cup victory. It's hard to describe it. Um, I mean, it's beyond my imagination of what this would feel like, to be quite honest with you. I've, since being hired and, and having a vision with Danny of what this team would look like and, and how hard they would work and you know what we would give um, you know to finally realize a dream that we've talked about quite candidly within our group you know it's always been our awareness factor never been our focus uh, but to know now it's it's complete and it's finished and we came out on top um, I'm I'm just so proud and grateful and um, beyond excited about it even though I'm it's surreal yeah I mean uh, I, you know, whether people would give the offense credit or not during the season, I mean, our defense was playing so lights out. You know, they um, they were unreal. And, uh, you know, to go into a big game like this, you know, you'd, you'd like to think a great cup game. You need all three phases to be functioning to win. And, um, you know, offense had their chance and their moments in this game um, to, to, to put points on the board. And, um, and, and, and to finish a game, and they did. And uh, I'm very proud of the unit, um, I'm, but I'm proud of all the guys. I'm proud of the three phases that we play. Um, you know, everyone in our organization, from the 
practice roster guys to the one game guys that didn't get an opportunity to be on that field, how hard we worked in practice this week to be at our best. Um, we, we said in order to beat a great team, uh, we were going to have to be at our, our absolute best to do that. And it takes everyone to do that. And the way we practice and the way we go about business, we need that competition in our room to make us better. And uh, we said we had the extra week on Winnipeg because we played one more week than they did. And honestly, I, I felt like that was our, our calling card. We put in more work, you know, and we, we, got, we gave ourselves an opportunity to get better. And in those big moments, we realized it. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I said it to we, or before we played Toronto, let the prognosticators prognosticate because, you know, when you look at our team and what we've done over the course of the end of the season to win eight straight games and be one of the hottest teams going in, I mean, people that follow CFL football, I mean, it seems like over the course of time that the hottest teams usually, you should give them a chance in the playoffs because there's something about getting hot at the end uh, that ma they make things happen. And, you know, not only that, we, we won 11 games and, you know, we weren't a terrible team. So to go up against anybody in the playoffs and not give us ourselves a chance, I, I mean, again, let them prognosticate. I knew what we had in our room, uh, but that was not something we cared about, to be quite honest with you. I know it, it was something that, you know, gives you mo extra motivation, but we talk more, more about, hey, we got to work. We got to focus. Like, let's just keep competing. Let's keep do being us, you know, and I'll always believe in our team when, we, when we're willing to put the work in, when, we, when we're willing to sacrifice, when we believe in each other and uh, play for one another. I don't think we can get beat. That's how I felt this year. Um, you know, the moment they don't want to work, the moment they don't want to believe in one another, well, you know, that's how you become beatable. So I, 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 I saw that in us, you know, for a long stretch of time and, you know, and again, never questioned our work ethic, never questioned our belief. And it was awesome to see this group of guys come together and play for one another. And not only that, you know, we talked about representing Montreal and representing Quebec and representing the 425, trying to bring that mindset back in where you play for someone other than yourself. So not just the guy next to you in the locker room, but maybe someone out in public that really wants the Alouettes to win. Uh, obviously, we had an owner that took a chance on us, you know, and, uh, and, and bought the team. You know, you want to play for him and, and make his, his investment a good one. And, uh, you know, so I, I like our, I love our team for that. And uh, now, you know, we put that number 23 up next to those other numbers, uh, those other seven numbers. And uh, I'm anxious and, and or sorry, not anxious, I'm excited to hear the stories that are going to come out of this team for years to come. Well, I mean, uh, it's one of those, you know, those memorable finishes that you see quite often in championship games where people do remember it, you know, um, because of how big the stage is. You know, anytime you can, you know, come back in a game and win one at the end, um, those are very meaningful games. I mean, if you talk to any athlete, you know, they, you know, you say if you knew the outcome, you'd prefer to play them all like that because the feeling is tremendous. And I think the excitement that it provides everybody. We play an inter we have an entertaining game anyways, but it's an entertainment business. So when you're having people on the edge of their seats at the very end of a end of a season and you know you're on that winning side i don't know that there's a more tremendous feeling you definitely can't buy it um you know it, it's it's something you have to earn and uh, i think people appreciate it and uh historical i think it was i mean obviously it's going to go down as what put us 
over the top to win that uh, 2023 Grey Cup and the eighth Grey Cup of our franchise, Grade 8. So it's pretty awesome. That was Jason Moss. Joining me now to talk about the Alouette's Grey Cup victory is a guy who was there on the sideline to witness it all, content creator and reporter for the Montreal Alouette's Joey Alfieri. Joey, congratulations, and how are you feeling today? Oh, man, it's just it's starting to sink in uh, just now. I mean, it was it was such a special moment. Um, you know, I've been I've been working for the team for a couple of years. I uh, was over at uh, TSN and TSN radio for a while and covered them. Um, but, uh, you know, been a lifelong Alouette's fan. So just, you know, really happy that I got to live that. We had some family at Tim Hortons Field as well um, mm-hmm. for our players and our staff and everybody. I mean, there's so many people that deserve so much credit for this. Uh, I'm I'm a really, really minuscule part of it, uh, mm-hmm. but just really proud to be part of it uh, just because of all the work uh, that everyone else has done to get to this point as an organization. So it felt sometimes it felt, I'm not going to lie, last winter, like this day would never come. Um, yeah. But uh, here we are just a few uh, just a few months later um, and uh, and it feels sweet. It feels really, really sweet. What can you say about this year? And and you mentioned it la- a year ago. We we didn't know where the Alouettes would be at this point in time. But but for everything to have happened the way it has, and the new ownership, and and for this team to now win a Grey Cup, what has this whole year been like? And, and for you getting to experience it right there? Yeah, I mean it, it's been a roller coaster, man. I mean I think I think the the GM Danny Machocha's you know come out and said like. You know, there were certain days where you didn't even know if the Alouettes would would feel the team yeah. uh, in 2023. Um, you know, that's that's where the organization was at. Uh, but thankfully, you know, like with all great championship teams, um, steady ownership right from the very top. Uh, and then, you know, there's a trickle down effect there. And that's exactly uh, what uh, Mr. Pelado has, uh, has brought. Uh, since jumping on board in, in March and, um, you know, credit to to Mark Waitman, the president, who's done a really great job in the front office. Um, credit to Danny Machocha again for for building a roster. A lot of people thought that some of the players that were brought in uh, were done. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> clearly a lot of those guys uh, ended up uh, proving those uh, the naysayers wrong. Um, but, you know, there were I'm not going to lie, there were a lot of ups and downs and, and watching yeah. some watching some key players walk uh, in free agency, you know, it, it did hurt at the time. Uh, but there were so many guys uh, that, you know, stepped in, guys that were new to the CFL or veterans that came from elsewhere uh, that stepped in, uh, did an unbelievable job. And, uh, you know, it all came together and it culminated in a, in a great cup victory, uh, the first one since 2010. So uh, it had been a while. The, the, the city, the province, the market, it, it really needed it. Um, and I'm glad that it happened. What was that atmosphere like following the game when you'd realized that the team had, had just won the Grey Cup? I was there at the game. I saw the celebration. But what was that like in the locker room and, and being around those guys? What were they feeling? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of emotion there. Uh, clearly, uh, I think a couple <laughs> of players made it made it crystal clear uh, that uh, nobody uh, outside of the uh, outside of the province believed uh, that they would get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, one of the photos that circulated uh, around the group uh, was the the TV guide on uh, on one of the networks had uh, you know after Saturday's game you know if you forwarded to the Grey Cup on Sunday uh, yeah. the following Sunday they had uh, Toronto against Winnipeg so I know that <laughs> fired up some people. The thing I do want to say and I, it's really important for me to to point this out and I mentioned it. Um, on the stage at the East Social event uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Like, credit and and a lot of love to the city of Hamilton who did an unbelievable job. The Tiger Cats were unbelievable hosts uh, all week. Um, you know, they really made us feel at home. 
uh, they, uh, they did a great job. And, and I just want to say, uh, you know, the fourth quarter, I always watch from field level. Yeah. Um, and the, the Tiger Cats crowd, um, you know, people in Tiger Cats merch played a role uh, in that, uh, in the, the Cups thing in the East Division because they got really loud. They were. Uh, they, they were on the Alouettes, on the Alouettes board for hey, sure. Man. I, I I'll, 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 I'll tell you this, man. Like, they gave the Alouettes fans a boost. And yeah. and, and I'm not going to say, you know, nice things just to say nice things about Tiger Cats fans. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to I gotta give credit where credit is due. That is a really passionate football market. And they showed that, you know, the East Division does have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, and they, uh, you know, they rather cheer for the Cup to stay out East mm-hmm. uh, than for it to go uh, back out West where, you know, they're a little more, they're a little more cocky about yeah. uh, what they have out West. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I just want to say credit to the Tiger Cats and credit to their fans because uh, they were unbelievable all week. People stopped me in the street all week to just chat and say how they were rooting for Montreal. So, uh, really, really well done. I'm happy that uh, Hamilton got a uh, a proper great cup after the COVID one uh, because it, it's a great football market. And I like what you said is 100% true. When I was listening and watching the fans, I saw people wearing tie Cats jerseys cheering for the Alouettes. I saw a little kid in a full tie Cats uniform cheering for the <laughs> cheering for the Alouettes at the top of his lungs. So there's definitely that support there. I got to know what was going through your mind with, with that spectacular catch at the end of the game. Moments to go in the game and Tyson Philpot, I mean, comes up clutch. But but what yeah. was the reaction like for you and the team? Yeah, well, I think look, I mean, there was um you know, there were a lot of different emotions uh, in that game. Um, and, you know, that drive, I just, I, I kept that final drive. I just kept thinking to myself, like, my mind kept getting blown uh, <laughs> with each play. And I'm like, okay, my mind can't be blown any more than this. And then it was, and it was. And, I mean, you know, the the offense in Montreal has been, you know, criticized by the national media. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, some of it is unwarranted. I get it. Sometimes there, there's been a lack of production, but... You know that offensive performance to save your your number one offensive performance of the year for the Grey Cup and the final moments of the Grey Cup is something else. Um, and I think just everyone believed, man. Like this is a team that won seven in a row. Uh, they took it to Toronto. Uh, they beat uh, a tough Tie Cats team in a really really close game. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that was probably the Tie Cat game. And I'm not just you know I'm not just kissing up to the Tie Cats because I'm <laughs> on here. But I feel like that was the toughest game that they played because in my mind. Um, there's no way that that bomber game, like the game on on last night, should not have been that close. You know, there yeah. there were. The, anyways, I, I'm not gonna get into calls or non-calls or whatever, but I felt yeah. like the Ticat game was probably the closest one. Like people forget now, that game. was a five-point game. That was a five-point game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. So, look, the fact that you know they go out there uh, on that final drive, um, and you know, was second and eighteen after a quarterback sack, and you know, Cody Fajardo runs for thirteen to set up a manageable third and five and then just the stones to to yeah. throw it up there to Cole Speaker on third and five with the season and the cup uh, on the line was was huge my mind was blown there too and then just that perfect throw to Phil Pot uh, with you know Demer- Demario Houston in coverage was you know one of the best DBs uh, yeah. in the league uh, was uh, was mind-blowing um, you know you look up at the clock there's 13 seconds left which felt like an eternity. It didn't feel <laughs> over for a while, but just, you know, I'll never forget the reaction of everybody on the sideline there. Everyone believed to the very, very end. Um, and uh, and like I said before, just a lot of people's hard work came together uh, and, it, uh, and it ended up working out perfectly for the Owls. Yeah, and, and watching that throw from my angle, I thought it might get picked, but he put it right in that sweet spot 
And yeah. sure enough, here you are now. What can you say about what Coach Moss has been able to do this year and 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 his message to this team and and having these guys be able to rally around him? And at the beginning of the season, like we said before, not knowing how this year was going to turn out, but what can you say about him and what his impact's been? Look, uh, I had, uh, had a, some real good conversations with uh, Coach Moss on, uh, you know, on our post-game shows. Um, and, and, you know, he pointed out after last week's uh, win in Toronto that, you know, a year ago at this time, uh, the man was unemployed uh, mm. and, you know, stuck with it, ended up getting an opportunity to uh, interview uh, for the Alouette's job, uh, absolutely blew the doors off that interview, uh, ended up getting the job. And, uh, and it just like he fit in like a glove and like yeah. the culture that he was able to bring here uh, was unbelievable. Like these guys, you know, by the end of, I mean, I don't even think it took to the end, but to the end of camp, but, you know, after a couple of days of camp, um, you know, the, the guys in that room were running through a wall for Jason Moss, but, you know, the perseverance to, you know, be fired uh, in Saskatchewan to come in here, stick to your principles um, and, and, you know, build a, a championship team uh, out on the field. Uh, the, the season wasn't without, um, it wasn't drama, but ups and yeah. downs. Um, and, you know, there was a time I, I'd say after the loss to the Argos on September 15th, this was a football team that was six and seven. Uh, yeah. They haven't lost since September the 15th. Uh, so they really, they, they turned things around in a very big way. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of that credit uh, goes to, uh, to Jason Moss for the job that he's done and the culture uh, that he's instilled in that locker room. I know you've got a busy day and you're going to be talking a lot to a lot of people, but what does the rest of the week look like for the Alouettes and, and what's going to be going on for the celebrations here for you guys? Yeah. So uh, the team came in uh, early Monday morning and um, I think the guys are just going to kind of hang out and take the rest of the day uh, to celebrate uh, for themselves. Uh, and then uh, there's, uh, there's the, um, there's the media player media availability on Tuesday. So that that'll be fun. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the parade is actually going to be on uh, Wednesday late morning. So I know a lot awesome. of people are looking forward to that. Hasn't been a parade here in uh, in 13 years. It feels like forever. There's been some some dark times uh, between 2010 and 2023. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I'm excited just because you know the the reaction and the support uh, that uh, this organization has gotten here over the last few weeks uh, from the uh, for the province uh, from the city. Uh, and from, you know, Canada as a whole, hey, right before that Great Cup game, Goals Go was trending not just in Montreal, not just in Quebec, uh, but uh, across Canada on yeah. on, uh, on X. So um, the, I think the organization, the players, uh, everyone definitely felt the support. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on here uh, <laughs> over the next few days. It's going to be busy. Well, Joey, I want to pre I appreciate you joining me today, man. Congratulations to you and the organization. An excellent season. And, and it was great to see you guys enjoy that Grey Cup trophy. And, and we'll see you again next year. And hopefully we'll be battling it out again come playoff time, the Owls and the Ticats. So once again, thank you, Joey Alfieri, for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And again, thank you to uh, the Tiger Cats and the City of Hamilton for really putting on a great show. Big thanks to Joey Alfieri for joining the show and congratulations to the Montreal Alouettes on winning this year's Grey Cup. I want to thank all of you, our listeners, for tuning into our coverage throughout the Grey Cup Festival and we're going to continue to have lots of content on the Ticats Audio Network throughout the offseason, so make sure to tune in. Thanks again and Oski Wee Wee. Thanks for listening to the Ticats Audio Network. 